Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? I'm alright, mate. I'm just staying out of trouble, um, giving love to my haters, and uh, yeah, just relaxing, really, because it's nearly the weekend. I mean, it is the weekend, and I'm, yeah, looking forward to it. Pete, do you have any tattoos? Do I have any tattoos? Yes, I have several tattoos. Um, Do you have any Japanese tattoos? I have tattoos tattooed by a Japanese man in his house in Ibisu. (laughs) But no characters? But no characters, no. I I do not trust them. (gasps) I do not trust kanji. And I think I do not trust the way that some of the very pretty and beautiful ornate symbolism... Uh, I do, I do like it, but I, I, I don't trust it because it can mean so many different things, and 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 words change, you know. Well, I remember a few months ago I talked on this podcast to you and everyone about getting a uh, tattoo myself. It was something <laughs> profound and right. brilliant, the sort of thing that I would definitely have yes. on my arm. Uh, but I didn't do it because I'm still weighing up whether I want, whether or not I want a tattoo. Because mm. I often go in hot springs, and as you know, in Japan, hot springs plus tattoos equals not going in the hot spring. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But there was obviously uh, a rather big story this past few weeks with a certain Ariana Grande, and my voice appears to be going slightly more and more. My voice it's, is going. Look, you're so Ariana excited Grande. about Ariana Grande. Your voice starts to I'm go. So your heart starts to have palpitations. I understand it, Chris. You're a young man. For a man who's a little bit older, I look at Ariana Grande, there's nothing for me there. She looks like a little child cat. <laughs> And any man of a my any man of my vintage who finds Ariana Grande um, attractive or interesting or captivating, I always think, yeah, maybe, well, maybe don't take your I, hard drives into PC well, mate. <laughs> it's just a bit weird. Oh God, I mean, I, I, uh, I don't really like her music, but I, I acknowledge that she has a good voice. She's a good singing voice. Oh, she's she's, 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 really. she's great. She's good. She Not does some uh, very interesting pop music. Um, a lot of jazzy yeah. that jazzy number with um, oh, who's that rapper with the big bum? Uh, 
Can't remember her name. Uh, but she, she does some great hard. songs. She seems very, uh, she seems very uh, well put together and uh, intelligent, and um, she's got a good, uh, she's got good people around her who uh, create some great, great pop music. And she's also got a tattoo on her hand, uh, which means mini charcoal grill oh, as well. Oh dear! Um, she made the classic error of going somewhere, or I don't really know how this happened. Mm. I think she wanted the phrase. Uh, Nanatsu no Yubiwa, which means Seven Rings, which is the name of her song or her album. But uh, either herself or the tattoo artist messed it up and just wrote Shichidin, which means, uh, yeah, small charcoal barbecue. <laughs> to be honest, that is the sort of thing I would have tattooed on my hand because who doesn't like a small charcoal barbecue? Um, but it caused quite a stir. And uh, it led to her claiming that she was going to stop learning Japanese. Aww. I didn't know she was learning Japanese, but she seems to have an appreciation for Japanese culture. She loves Japan. Um, but uh, on Twitter, she was very vocal. She said, I'm going to stop taking lessons. It's something that brings me joy and I'm passionate about, but I have not gonna, I'm not going to do it anymore. Stuff it. Um, so that's kind of sad, isn't it? All because of this backlash against her terrible tattoo yeah it just seems like she's obviously got an appreciation for the culture an appreciation for the language certainly because she does lessons and stuff but like I mean don't th- I, I I understand uh, when people get on your back and the problem is she's incredibly famous in whatever she does um, you know she does a burp out of a window um, that is reported for days and days and days this uh, is a bit of a misstep uh, and if my friend did it I would have a little giggle at them but you know it's uh, the, the the kanji is actually is obviously very hard to uh, you know you can sort of read it, but then there's also like cultural significance to language, isn't there? Um, which he mm. obviously didn't appreciate at the time, um, and I can't imagine sort of looking at the homework she tweeted out. Um, she's not quite at the level where she's even using kanji, so she probably doesn't really have a handle on that either. Um, but bless her, she's really uh, got angry about it. Went right, fine. I'm never leaving learning Japanese again. Fuck you. She took her Japanese merchandise down as well. Sadly. Oh, did she? Right. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Japanese fans on Twitter were tweeting about how they are, they're scared that she hates Japan now. Even though no. I think most of the backlash was just coming from the West. Not Japanese. It was coming yeah. from everyone except Japan. Japanese people are quite accepting, I think, towards uh, tattoos going wrong. I didn't see any. Japanese criticism it was mainly just other, everyone else just making fun Massively. of it because it's a, a common thing you know who doesn't like to make fun of somebody who's uh, cocked up the kanji you know because it's quite a bold thing to do if you're going to mm. do it you've got to do it right um, yeah. yeah I'm a little bit sympathetic to her to be honest well I've, I've heard a lot about this story because uh, my name is Pete Donaldson she used to go out with a man called Peter Davidson now I don't know whether Pete Davidson's not on Twitter or people are just bloody stupid, but a lot of Americans mm. seem to find it fascinating to... When they're tweeting basically about Ariana Grande, they'll type in Pete Da or Pete Do, uh, Pete D, mm. and they'll just find my profile. And so they'll write something really? um, critis- criticising Pete Davidson or Ariana Grande or something, um, and then they'll, they'll CC me in thinking that I'm Pete Davidson. <laughs> Uh, Ariana Grande's ex so I'm constantly getting a stream of Grande fans Uh, yeah actually weirdly um, I was watching an interview where she was talking about her life and she actually pronounces her name Grandi even though nobody calls her Grandi Ariana Grandi yeah there we go is that actually a real name yeah I think it's her 
grand. I think it's actually a grandiad. I think it's a granddad's. I don't know. I don't really know. I, I half read things. Um, it's not really. I'm, I seem to know a lot about Ariana Grande after going on about how little I care about Ariana Grande. Oh dear God. Oh You're no! I've, abs- I've absolutely muffed this up, haven't I? Yes, I am president, the secret president of <laughs> Ariana Grande's fan club. I know so much about her. Uh, I'm constantly tweeting. I changed my name to Pete Donaldson just so I could be close to Pete Davidson, her ex bore Thank you. Next, etc. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Pete Donaldson loves Ariana Grande. We didn't come here today to talk solely about Ariana Grande. Rather, Mm. um, people who've encountered confusing aspects of Japanese culture and how they dealt with them. And that's just one example. The the classic kanji tattoo scenario. Um, But we've got some fantastic stories and emails sent in through the fax machine from you guys uh, with your experiences uh, across different aspects of Japanese culture. And the first one is from Marie. Do you want to read it out, Pete? I can I'll read that out. My coffee. Oh, you read shouldn't again. You shouldn't be drinking coffee this late. What's wrong with you? Can you hear the um, ding dong bells outside my house? I, I live behind a churchyard, and the church bells are ringing out for eleven o'clock in the morning uh, as the sun streams down into my room, into my kitchen. All right, this is from uh, Marie. Hello, Marie. Um, Hey Chris and Pete, my name is Marie, I'm a 24 year old student from Berlin uh, I went travelling with a friend around Japan last September Sushi is my favourite food and I've been eating it since I was two uh, <laughs> A lot of mercury for a two year old eh? uh, But my dilemma is I can't really eat properly with chopsticks uh, My friend and I went to uh, Tsukiji uh, Fish Market And sat down in one of those little sushi restaurants 12 seats maximum, I was very excited My first time eating sushi in Japan uh, The man preparing the sushi placed it in front of me On a banana leaf but uh, he was quite quick And the leaf began to fill up so I had to start eating faster Otherwise there would be no space left for the sushi That kept coming I reached for the chopsticks, I tried to lift a nigiri, uh, but the sushi rice was very light so the nigiri fell apart, since I don't have the most delicate chopstick skills. Uh, the owner noticed me struggling and started talking to me very loudly in Japanese, she came over and kept pointing at the chopsticks. At this point, everyone was looking at me while I was trying to deal with this chopstick sushi interaction. Uh, she then tried to explain to me in Japanese how to eat with them. Other customers and the chef joined in. Nobody could really speak English. Uh, most people ended up joining the discussion, in, in inverted commas, and the man sat next to me started to try started trying to feed me the sushi. Oh, I kept declining this offer and just sat there and smiled through my shame, slowly dying inside. In the end, I did finish the sushi, but it wasn't the zen first experience I was hoping for. Great sushi, though. Uh, did you ever struggle eating with chopsticks, Chris, or uh, have a similar uncomfortable eating experience in Japan? <laughs> Sounds... I mean, you could probably empathise with that, Pete. We all know that you're not exactly the master of chopsticks. Well, I thought out of all of my friends, I was probably the best at chopsticks, but turns out um, I use chopsticks. I get everything in my mouth. I managed to do little pincers and get it in my mouth, but apparently it's not the correct way to do the old uh, chopsticks. I mean, I, I write with, strangely. If you ever see me with a pen, it looks very, very bizarre. They never taught me right. I remember seeing you in Osaka with those chopsticks. Thank God you wear glasses, because you could nearly take in your eye out <laughs> where your chopstick seals are going. <laughs> Um, this story reminds me of my first trip to Skiji where I was really hungover. I'd stayed up all night doing karaoke till 5am. <laughs> and then my friend and I went down to Skiji Market for the first time. And there, are, there used to be quite a few little sushi restaurants dotted around. Mm. And uh, we went in and got the big, the big bloody morning sushi set. And there, I, back then I wasn't really acquainted with the ways of sushi. And I remember just trying not to be sick for 90 minutes as I 
waft down these big, weird, bizarre pieces of sushi. It wasn't like nice bits like tuna and salmon. It was like octopus and squid and horror. Um, it wasn't fun. <laughs> and that was like one of my first experiences with sushi. It was horrible. Um, but this, the idea of someone trying to feed you sushi at a sushi counter, I, I'd love to have seen that play out. I, uh, it's a, it's a bit much, isn't it? Well, How would that work? Did someone just pick up the sushi and feed it to her, or chops? Did they like pick it up with their own chopsticks and like put it to her mouth? Like what? How did that work? I mean, didn't you tell me once that um, the the boss way, the don way to eat sushi is with your hands anyway? Well, yeah, it it sounds like it, but this place you went to, apparently they didn't do that for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Weird sushi place, but yeah, it, you a lot of cool people. Do it with their hands. I'm not cool enough to do that. I do just use chopsticks. But what a lot of people do do, I did go, when I was back in the UK, I went for sushi with a friend in London to one of the few places that, that do sushi that's good. It's called uh, Sushi Samba. Um, it's in a skyscraper in London. And mm. uh, we went there, and he made the cardinal sin of taking the sushi, you know, a piece of nigiri sushi tuna, and dipping it into the soy sauce, rice down, mm. um, and... He, I, I argued with him. I was like, "What are you doing? This isn't how you eat sushi. What you do is you turn it over and you dab a little bit of the fish in the soy sauce, kind of marinate it very gently, and then in it goes." He was like, "No, this is the way you do it. You marinate it." And seemed to be really, he seemed to act as though he knew what he was doing. And what happened was, as he picked up the sushi, it just exploded everywhere. All the rice <laughs> fell apart into the sushi bowl. He couldn't pick it up, and it was a nightmare. And he's still. Maintain that he was right and I was wrong, <laughs> even though I'd lived in Japan for six years. But yeah, um, well, it's it's just like um, it's the 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 best thing about sushi and the best thing about uh, rice um, the best dishes in Japan is they use that beautiful rice wine uh, or whatever mm. wine they use to to, to kind of but, well the, the, yeah uh, the, 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 in in this actual rice itself has a beautiful delicate flavour uh, so once once you dab it into the um, soy sauce it just absorbs the soy Pop sauce and it's just it's just it's like a um, a capillary reaction just soaks the entirety of the block of uh, rice <laughs> in, uh, in in soy and it's like oh god this is horrible so yeah I understand yeah. why they sort of rotate said block Just of uh, sushi and dip the, dip the thing. Don't make that mistake, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's, it's an easy right. mistake to come by. I mean, it took me a mm. while to work out, but yeah, the soy sauce is there to marinate a little <laughs> a little bit of the sushi, not to dip the rice in. Please don't do that. Don't ruin your sushi. And uh, I, I hope, Mary, I hope you've you've got better at chopstick skills. Um, <laughs> it sounds so it intense. sounds like you can't get much worse. Just getting bothered while <laughs> um, she eats. Poor Marie. Um, <laughs> another one from Leah. Liar. How do you pronounce that? Um, L i a h. I'd go with Leah, just simply because right, the Leah it is. Um, the word liar is <laughs> not, not great, is it? <laughs> Sorry, I quite like the word liar. Yeah. Anyway, hello, Chris and Pete. My name is Leah. I live in New York City, the non-skyscraper part. Ah. No, and I listen to your podcast while walking my dog. Oh, that's lovely. I'm curious about something I noticed on my trip to Tokyo and Kyoto last year. Every business I visited had a small plastic tray near their cash register. I got the indication that I was supposed to place my money on it to pay for my purchase rather than hand the money directly to the person. What is the purpose of that tray and what is the custom when handing money to someone in Japan? Thank you guys, love the podcast. Leah, not liar. Um, You know about the tray, right Pete? 
Um, I believe it is where you put the money and then they return the change to the tray because they don't want to put it directly into your hand because that shows, I think, some kind of disrespect, some kind of subservience that I'm paying you somehow. Um, uh, as a cashier, you don't want to be doing that. Mm. Um, and I learned that because of the TV show Ghostwriter from the 90s uh, where... Um, I think it might very well have been a Korean family uh, ran like a little um, off-license uh, kind of 7-Eleven. And uh, one of the other kids' his father would get really angry because the dad would never put the money into his hands. He would always put it on the counter. Uh, and uh, and then the, the Korean kid basically explained that in the East, it's uh, it's more, um, it's disrespectful to put your put money directly into someone's hands because it's like you're paying them. Um, so if you put it on the counter, mm. that's uh, less disrespectful, apparently. But I could be wrong. I, <laughs> well, I, I never actually really thought about it. I think it's mainly for convenience. Hmm. Um, like I went for a coffee today uh, that was 200 yen and I paid with a 10,000 yen pill because I had no small change or anything. Mm. It's quite embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so I put the bill down the ca- on the little tray and then they counted all the money out and all the change and they gave it back to me in the tray. And it's just more convenient for them to pick up the money and put it down, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's no germs being passed around, apart from the tray, which will be filled with germs. Uh, and <laughs> it's just easier when handing coins around, I think, to just put it in the tray and be able to pick it up and stuff. So I think it's mainly out of convenience than anything, because trying to pick money up off the counter is a nightmare without a little tray. And I think it's convenience. Yeah. The, the most important thing about the little tray is it's got little um, rubber... Um, Hairs, and <laughs> sort of say little rubber bumps where you kind of um, it's very, it's much easier to grab coins and stuff. If you put it on the counter, it's actually quite hard to pick up coins, obviously. Uh, but if you put it in the little rubber tray, um, it's it's got this delightful little ha- little filaments that uh, allow the coins to um, float uh, a couple of millimeters off the ground, uh, off the table, and it's it's all rather charming. All hail the rubber hair floating yeah. coin box. I don't even know um, what you call just them. Remember, if you come to Japan. And you see the tray in front of you at a till. That's what you use. That's where you put the money. And then you win. win. <laughs> then you win. Uh, Japanese culture. <laughs> I win. Thank you, Mr. Pre- Thank you, Mr. Emperor, for my medal. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Are you a YouTuber? Wow. Hello to Bobby. Bobby's got in touch. Hi, Chris and Pete. I was in Kyoto, walking home to my Airbnb after going out to dinner. And I was stopped at the local family mart by some random Japanese dude in his 20s. He spoke barely any English, but asked for my name. I replied with my name, presumably Bobby. uh, And he answered, you my new Canadian friend. And then he went inside and bought (laughs) a Meiji uh, Meiji, uh, chocolate bar. I said, thank you. He said, you're welcome. And just walked away into the distance. Brilliant. <laughs> I like how Bobby's having a really kind of unrealistic um, experience of Japan. It's just guy just bought me a chocolate bar. <laughs> Maybe it was what Valentine's I Day. Most about that story is there's no proof to suggest that Bobby is in fact Canadian. He only uh, he only yes. asked for his name apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you mind you Canadian friend? I'm not Canadian. Shut up. You're my friend. Have some chocolate. Bye. It's like that old <laughs> that old disgraced uh, uh, comedian uh, Louis C.K. when he did uh, a gag about uh, in, like American Indians, as in Native Americans. Uh, but when the settlers um, arrived in America, they went, "Is this India?" And they go, "No." This is America. And they go, ah, you're Indian. <laughs> we'll go with that. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> we'll call you Indians. Well, well, we're not, though, are we? We're not. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I've, we had an interaction like that a few weeks ago, didn't we? Seems to be a common one. Do you speaking? Um, that was it. A few weeks ago, somebody told us the story of how they were in Kagoshima, mm. and somebody walked up to them and said, "Can you speak English?" And then they went, "Yeah," and then the person went, "Great, bye," and then walked off. These sort of interactions I've never had an interaction like that The weirdest interaction I ever had was I went to an onsen once And I came out And there was a (laughs) There was a man probably in his 50s or 60s And he just walked over and went Hello, I have a cherries And then just gave me some cherries and walked off With a box of cherries Wow, uh, It was great, I love cherries Yeah Um, don't know why I got them. I mean, I, you would be so easy well, to poison, Chris. That's all I'm saying. You would be so easy to poison. It's almost like a fairy tale. <laughs> That's how um, the princess slept for a hundred years or whatever because she ate the <laughs> rotten apple. Of cherries. Mmm, <laughs> cherries, delicious. And now I'm asleep for a hundred years. I remember. Well, you say that I am probably a bit stupid. I remember I was at an event once, um, an event where lots of viewers turned up, and there was about hundred viewers, and this mm. this woman just came up to me. With some sort of baked cake, some sort of cake in a box, and was just like, "Here, Chris, have a cake. I baked it for you. Eat it now." And everyone watched me like unbox this cake. And I awkwardly was like, "Am I going to eat the cake?" And I like took a bite, and I went, "Oh, you're a toasty cake." And it dawned on me, could have had cyanide in it. It could have yeah. been my last bite ever. But luckily, she wasn't weird. She was just trying to get some publicity for her bakery in Tokyo, um, which is a little bit sneaky. Um, a little bit but yeah, sneaky. I, I'm pretty silly. Shouldn't have eaten the cake, really. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the cake. Isn't that um, Portal the 2? There will be cake or something. I don't know. Oh, dearie me. Lovely old job. Uh, do you want the next uh, email? Actually, you're on the next email. Read it out. Read the fax machine. Oh. Get in the fax machine, Chris. Oh, I'm the one I'm with the coffee. You. All right. Hi, guys. I love listening to the podcast on the cold evenings here in Nagasaki. 
I once mm. went into a pachinko parlour and sat down next to an old woman who looked part of the furniture. Uh, I know what he means, <laughs> like pachinko parlours. There seems to be a lot of elderly people there just alone, yeah. killing time and blowing their bank accounts. Anyway, I told myself, don't leave with any cash, otherwise the addiction would start. So I started playing and things were happening, but not knowing any Japanese, I was missing a lot. And the woman next to me just sat there laughing as everything <laughs> happened on the machine and the balls went around. Uh, suddenly, <laughs> the machine started violently shaking and I heard some of the Japanese locals behind me saying, Sugoi! Which means incredible. I had no clue what was going on. The machine then dropped something in the middle of the screen and it started going crazy. The woman next to me looked so angry as the words, Super Lucky Winner, came on the screen. Uh, <laughs> I Super Lucky Winner. I just wanted to spend my thousand yen and leave, but no, for 20 minutes the balls were coming out and I honestly didn't want to leave with anything, so I started to hand out pachinko balls by the cup load <laughs> to the locals. There was a long queue and the security guard was looking at me like, what is this foreigner doing? But I had to give them all away. 25 minutes later, <laughs> I had given out all my pachinko balls and made many locals very happy, and that was the day I became the legend of the stupid foreigner who gave away a crazy amount of money. James yeah. from London, living in Nagasaki. I wonder how much cash he gave away. That's incredible. Probably 500 yen. You're not actually allowed to give out pachinko balls. There's a rule that you're not oh, allowed to give them to people. Ah. Catch them in. Um, so he broke the rules, hence why the security guard was probably looking at him. Um, I can attest to the fact that these machines do give out money, or do give out the balls, for 20 minutes at a time sometimes if you do hit the jackpot and it's really inconvenient and annoying because you need to have like a bucket yeah. you need to have like three buckets on standby you kind of put them in the machine and then all the balls come out you quickly move the bucket get the next one put it in more balls come out but for like a thousand I think it's I can't remember what the rates were but I think one ball equals mm. four yen something like that from what I remember oh, so, so it's not that much so not it's just not lot. that much yeah no, oh, well, I no, not a lot at all. <laughs> Pretty disappointing when you actually. I remember doing it and getting like a thousand balls, and then finding out it was like nothing, and I was quite underwhelmed. But well, uh, all those balls still, come out, you sort of like nice it, it's 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 satisfying for all the balls to come out and, and exciting. But then if it's not really, if it's not really worth much, it's like, can we get on with this, please? I need to keep on playing, please. It's such a it's such a rubbish kind of way of getting around the gambling rules of uh, Japan. All these balls just flying at you. <laughs> Well, you know, like, for those of you listening who don't know Pachinko, uh, I did make a good video on it last year. Do check it out. I think it's just called Japan's Greatest Gaming Obsession, Pachinko. Um, yeah. But with Pachinko, what you do, you take your balls and you trade them in for, like, a coupon. And because gambling isn't allowed in Japan, you take the coupon to, like, a different shop around the corner where they right. pay you money for the coupon. Um, it's a rather weird process, isn't it? It's it's, And yet, Pachinko is worth billions to the Japanese economy. So. Yeah. It's no laughing matter. Um, I guess so, it's it's well it, done, it's kind of uh, isn't it all owned by um, a lot of the companies are all owned by uh, uh, Korean Korean companies quite a lot. Uh, yes, I think that's yeah that's right. Actually, a lot of Koreans own pachinko in Japan because I think historically in the fifties and sixties, uh, Koreans had a lot of trouble trying to find work in Japan mm. um, due to discrimination and whatnot. So a lot of them turned to pachinko as a means of living so yeah you find ah. that a lot of pachinko parlours are still to this day owned by Korean families who are very rich of course ah. <laughs> yeah, it's shiny balls do try it though if you come to Japan it's worth uh, do you want the next email James says dear Chris and Pete 
I was visiting uh, Hiroshima and it was uh, my birthday and I went out with my girlfriend for my favourite food, sushi. We found a backstreet sushi bar that was low-key um, and uh, parked ourselves at the bar. We were the only non-Japanese people there. The sushi chef produced a menu in English and we uh, ordered something fairly tame, tuna or salmon. As expected, it was excellent, uh, and we ordered some more, perhaps some fried egg. Uh, after our third or uh, second or third round, the chef placed it in front. It placed in front of us a plate of octopus sushi. We hadn't ordered anything. We queried it, and the chef uh, down the uh, indicated that the man down the other end of the bar had ordered it for us. We nodded, raised our drinks to the man to thank him for his generosity, and then ate the sushi, which was excellent. After another round that we'd ordered, uh, the chef produced another bonus dish, this time some kind of squid sushi. We looked at each other, smiled at the extremely generous man down the end of the bar and ate it. On it went. More and more dishes started appearing in front of us, each more exotic and obscure than the last. We ate and drank, smiled and nodded and generally had a great time. The dishes added up until I lost count around 20. Then the final course appeared in front of us, rice, uh, with what the menu described as salty tuna guts. It sounded revolting, uh, but I chomped it down with relish. Actually, it might have been my favourite. I turned to the man only to see that he'd stood up. He looked me straight in the eye, uh, threw both his arms above his head and shouted Banzai at the top of his lungs before turning out and leaving the shop. Wow, um, it turned out. It turned out what I interpreted as a generous local t- uh, seeking to introduce a visitor to the world of sushi was actually a Japanese man who was trying to freak out the Westerner with some strange food before giving up and saluting me. After all of that, he didn't even pay for any of the sushi he ordered for me, oh James. <laughs> like that's he's, awful. You, if you're going to be ordering, I mean, he just sounds like a dick, that guy. But <laughs> wherever you're from, he really does. In any language, that guy's a dick. Um, but like, you need to be paying for that. Uh, you need to be paying for that uh, sushi. Sushi's expensive, especially in Japan. That's quite an unpleasant plot twist, isn't it? That he didn't yeah. pay for what I assume to be at least fifty dollars worth of sushi. Oh dear and me! To give to give poor James the salty tuna guts, which are shield cutter, the one of the worst things in the world. I can't so eat it, like, it without being like. Physically it just, sick. So it's just tuna guts, basically. It's just the bits. God. I can't eat it. <laughs> well, he met his match, didn't he, that blow? He met his match. I, I'd like to say something good came out of this for James, but I don't know. What's the moral of the story, Pete? Don't accept food from people. Yeah. yeah. Just, or or yeah. do. Or or if you or if you can do that emotionally, if you can get over that hump of, uh, you know, um, taking stuff off people without giving anything back, um, Japan seems to be the same, uh, the place to be. Chocolate, free meiji chocolate, and sushi, fish guts. I wonder if he would have paid if James was like sick or just like gave up <laughs> and didn't eat it. It seems to be some sort of assumption, doesn't he, that this guy was expecting something terrible to happen. Yes. It didn't happen. He didn't feel like he got his money's worth. So he didn't pay. <laughs> I'm so out of it. That's basically how I interpret the story. Yeah, that Bloody sounds about hell. right. But it's not uncommon for people to pay for you, like strangers to pay for your drink or food. Mm. I've had it happen quite a lot over the years in various izakayas, particularly in the countryside yeah. where foreigners are a rarity. People feel like, wow, you're foreign. I want to make a good impression about Japanese people to mm. so have some free stuff, like cherries. Um, so it's not uncommon, really. Yeah, but this um, is very uncommon to find a guy who's a dick <laughs> who will give you loads of horrible food and then not pay. Ugh. But like going back to like uh, the chat about, I think um, I said Secret Santa. I always like to know who's bought me the Secret Santa so I can say thank you for it. I'd like people buying me drinks, I find I find it very difficult, so I always overcompensate and buy back. But yeah, in Japan, a couple of times people have sort of bought me drinks and and, and you know food, and I just feel really bad. <laughs> but it seems to be the custom. Yeah, it's not common. Mm. If you 
Find yourself an Izakaya restaurant, ladies and gentlemen. People do offer to buy you stuff. Just say yes and just take what comes to you. Just say um, yes, in the words of Snow Patrol. Yes. <laughs> take the cherries. Enjoy the cherries. Um, Bite the cherries. Enjoy the hospitality <laughs> while you can. And uh, don't worry, this is a rarity. People won't spend mm. hundreds of dollars of money and like order you hundreds of dollars of food and then not pay for it. No. Although, if that does happen... Send it in. Send the story in to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear more. Yes. I'm loving these stories. We've had some fantastic stories these last few weeks. They're good, Keep aren't they? Keep them coming, guys. They're brilliant. I love it. This is what the podcast is just going to be now, just reading amazing stories. Um, but for now, I think that's it, isn't it, Pete? It's time to hit the road. I, I, I think we're done. My time to Morsey. Stop being father figure, annoying father figure. Don't eat, don't drink coffee. Stop don't drinking drink coffee. coffee. It's, it's too late. late. You're going to be up all night. <laughs> I'm going to be up all night editing and oh. building an empire that spans time and space. All right, mate. Why don't you fire one of your bloody videos into space on a rocket like that, Div Musk? <laughs> like Musky. I'll do it. Uh, all right, darling. Best friends of Elon Musk, so I can do it. <laughs> Gave him a birthday cake once. Hmm. Which is true. Anyway, coffee time. No matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us on the Broad Japan podcast. We'll be back same time next week, but for now, have a good one and just eat cherries. That's the one thing to take away from us. <laughs> have some cherries, you silly sausages. Even if they're not in season, eat the cherries. Eat them all. Bye. Bye. Production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.